Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a festive question mark episode of bloody good horror. <laughs> no reason other than it's December. I don't know. It's just <laughs> what what festivities are we? I will be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing the Deep House, not to be confused with the Night House, which we just did. Trend naming trend of 2021 alert, everyone. The Join- blank house. Yes. We had a really funny question about that later too. We'll get to. Okay. Joining me this evening, first up from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. Next up from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. I see you still rocking the mushroom from last week. I like it. Yeah. From, I'm a fun guy. What can I say? From just wanted to give, give you the chance to make that joke again. <laughs> from Manhattan, New York City, please welcome John Schnars to the show. Hi, Eric. And last up tonight, joining us from the Zombie Girls, please welcome back for I think her second time here on the show, Matilda. Hello. What a glorious evening, John. John, why do people go scuba diving in caves and stuff? I don't understand it. I, scuba diving is cool. I'm in the scuba diving is cool camp. Would you enter it into small? Like not would you enter into small? Dangerous. Would you enter into small enclosed? Safe, I guess. Small enclosed spaces while doing it. So I have been scuba diving, like true scuba diving, only one time. I went in Mexico, in Cancun, uh, where they let you do such things without any... Well, they're, re- or yeah, sort of they're renowned for their safety standards, so that seems like yeah, a great yeah. That's decision. like the whole plot of 47 meters yeah. down. Yeah, it, no, it 100%. <laughs> and like, it's it was fairly accurate. We didn't go like super duper deep, but we did go into... Not, they didn't force you, but if you wanted, there was like a cave thing it was small like fuck no the size of like my bedroom but you could like swim into it and then swim out and i went in and you look up and there are these giant they're they're called tarpon it's a fish but it's like four foot long silver fish mm-hmm. that was like resting at the top of this like nope cave it was fucking it was pretty intense actually nope, i was no, like wow no. we're getting out of here <laughs> i mean they must have known the fish were there like they, that was like a it's like for you know tourists. what john we're like get out <laughs> yeah exactly like, go it's like people it's like who here. it's like people who ski in the winter. Why? Why do you do oh, that? Oh my god. <laughs> Why do you go outside? <laughs> Wrapped in his blanket over here. <laughs> By the end of this episode, this blanket will be around my shoulders, I promise. Uh, um all right, John. Mm. Isn't it neat how we're all different? That's, that's what my mama taught me. Some people like fun things. Other people wrap blankets around. I like fun things. John. Blankets are so good, John. You know I'm what's fun? For blankets. You know what I'm also into recently? Heating pads. <laughs> oh my god! Love a heating pad. Big heating, pad, heating pad convert. Mm-hmm. Hey Eric, did you find a mysterious Werther's in your pocket this morning? <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of. I'm doing a lot of driving right now, John. My back hurts. Mm-hmm. Heating pad. Mm-hmm. Helps that right away. I, gone. And then I realized, well, I'm also cold. What if I just always had this thing on me? It's great. And get you an electric blanket. Yeah, I think I'd be into that. I didn't used to think so, but now I think I'm, I'm I think that's where I'm headed now. Just Very wear nice. more clothes, I think. It's Doesn't, like it's, that's not how it works, John. Please. <laughs> that's not how it works. All right, let's do it. Let's take a quick break and discuss the deep house. This is it, Jennifer. You know, John, I enjoyed last week's episode, but like something just felt 
a little off and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I was editing and I realized I never hit the main feature bumper last week. I know. I didn't want to say anything. I had no idea until I was at cutting it. You could have added it in post. Like that's theoretical. But there there wasn't like a clean place to do it though. That's the problem. (laughs) You know. Plus like as a listener, it's nice to have like take a quick break and review. Like it's nice to have totally. the like cadence of the. I just want to write it. I got so excited to toss to John. I just won't did write we, to the word of the day. Did we get any like fan mails? You know, no, not yeah, really. like fifty people what tweeted that they were doing? quitting the show. <laughs> no, the last time we got fan mail, the last time we got fan mail about that bumper was when I took the curse word out of it. Yeah, uh, fair. Um, all right, John. Yes. You know what's fun? I guess. Words. words yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. scuba diving yeah word no. that's fun uh-uh. scuba diving. <laughs> not, not scuba diving uh please bring us john the word of the day eric today's word is aqua lung oh yeah. pretty sure that's gonna... the name of one of my friend's bongs in high school <laughs> well it's a, a classic jethro tull rip you know i mean you betcha um, so I was unclear this is actually a word once I looked it up. Um, it's not so interesting a definition, but it is a word. A-Q-U-A-L-U-N-G. One word, aqua lung. A portable breathing apparatus for divers consisting of cylinders of compressed air strapped on the diver's back, feeding air automatically through a mask or mouthpiece. Um, so it's, it's the scuba divey thing. I don't know what I was going to call that before. I guess like air tank? Tank, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's unclear if it's like the tank plus other apparatus equals aqua lung. What I will tell you, so it doesn't say, I'm, I'm reading from the like sort of Google define results here. Um, it doesn't say that this is part of the origin. It, it gives 1950s. It says originally a proprietary name in the U.S. So it doesn't say who, but I think this was one of these things where it was like a brand or like a, it was like a product called the aqua lung that people used to scuba dive. And then it just became like the default for that thing. Like a Kleenex. Great example. Canonical example. Caitlin. <laughs> Very nice. Maybe the differentiator is, you know, from a regular air tank plus other ones is if it's got the uh, Bluetooth speakers built in. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of obsessed with like the yeah. early days of diving suits where they were like the only material they had was metal. So they're like, I don't know, build a metal man and put a dude in it, and then run a hose to the like, boat, and we'll just like blow the into diving it. Diving bell. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it wasn't even like a. It was like a freaking bell that had some air at the top. And that you, shit's you know, wild yeah. to me. It's not great. Um, technology has come a long way, but at least we all got back. we got Bioshock out of it, John. So that's cool. True. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to add there oh Casey I did see it is actually like not that you you cannot buy headphone scuba gear like you can't listen like the whole listening to music bit is like you can't do that Uh, (laughs) Um, bummer yeah I figured if they have walkie talkies which I do know exist maybe that the bluetooth speakers could work (laughs) this is I mean I was seeing this in the INDV trivia but apparently like in like all scuba training it's like you like it goes against everything in scuba like you're supposed to be like 100% present so I guess you could like jerry rig it like it's not impossible but (laughs) you know 
these guys weren't really rule followers, so maybe you know that's, no, that's what so they were much. up to. John, yeah, tell me about the deep house. Uh, Eric, you, I, I, I'm going to assume you didn't know this because we, when we were emailing, I, it never came up, but directed by Alexandra Bustillo, Bustillo and Julian Mari. Do you recognize those names? I did kind of know this. We did another one of their movies recently. Well, they, they directed Candisha. Oh, got it. That was, yeah. Uh, but they also directed I think I like, Inside. I think I like this better. But we'll get to it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's a low bar in my opinion. But um, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I think I'm was spicy. I, was I on that Close show? I, I don't. I yeah, you didn't. It. You didn't like it. I did not like it. Um, yeah. So I mean, same directors, uh, writers. Um, this is this is a movie about Tina and Ben. I did not look this part up. Ben is played by James Jagger, who I assume is Mick Jagger's son. If not, it's a real bold surname choice. <laughs> well, that, he yeah. is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Matilda. Um, yeah. So any, he, he, like, there's like a little bit that, of, of that would explain like, his vibe actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does look like, I mean, he like, there's a physical resemblance, I think. And he, then he has a British accent. He so, reads like but, the rich, spoiled son of Mick Jagger. Well, so Ben, so in the film, Ben is a, well, like what he, what he actually is, is a question that maybe we can discuss. Although I think it's they're, not super I think they're YouTubers. I think they run a channel no, well, together. They are. But at one point she says to him like, Hey, at least you're not in the library. So indicating like he was like a researcher. Maybe he's also a or student like, or who knows. As someone who worked in a library in college, it's an awesome place to be. And <laughs> we I don't know, know John, I agree. but <laughs> I'd much rather be in a library than scuba diving. That's clear. <laughs> wow, we found we found the one thing Eric would rather. <laughs> yeah, go libraries to the library are chill. You know why? Nobody talks to you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there. no, it is nice. That that you're right. That's a, that's a plus. Um, so Ben, but to your point, Eric, that he has become a YouTuber, and he's sort of like an adventure YouTuber. So his whole thing, the film opens with him exploring. A, a haunted house with his girlfriend Tina, um, and that I don't know. That setup ends up like not really having a whole lot of value, other than to s- establish that like there's going to be some found footagey stuff here. Um, we then do like a 20 minute sort of preamble, kind of getting to know them, kind of like getting to not like them and especially not like their relationship. <laughs> At least that was my takeaway. Um, and, but they, the setup is that they're trying to, they're, I think they just think they're going to the lake and they're, they, there's like a secret lake they're going to go visit, but they right. get there and it's like not a secret. And there's like people hanging out. They're a little bummed out. So Ben, he uh, sulks, he sulks for two minutes. That's what you're, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So <laughs> like a polite way of putting it, but he, um, but he, he then like meets a guy who's just like hanging out by the beach and the guy's like, oh, well, you know, there is actually like a secret part of this lake. And if you want to go there, we can do that. This was a man-made lake that was created. They like moved all a bunch of people out of their house and then like flooded it. Um, there was another movie. I think we actually covered it on Sophistical like way back in the day with um, – oh, fuck. I'm going to forget his name. In any event, there's, a mo- there's another movie that has like this sim- similar type of setup. But – so the, this guy is like, let me show you where this place is. And actually, if you're looking for something cool, there's like, I think he, he basically like tells them there's this house that you can scuba dive down to. Um, it's not too deep. And like, you can kind of check out the scene. 
So they're pretty excited. Um, and basically the rest of the film is a found footage, you know, experience where you've got a couple of cameras. They have like handheld cameras. There's like shoulder mounted cameras. And then they also have this very expensive looking drone, (laughs) underwater drone camera that they're like controlling by like a wrist computer or at least Ben's controlling. Um, They've definitely, I mean, Ben is like a very experienced diver. There's sort of this setup at the beginning of the film that um, Tina, we see her like practicing holding her breath, but she's not like doing as good as she says she's doing. Um, that, I mean, and in the beginning of the film, like it's it's not 100% clear. It becomes relevant, obviously. Um, and it also establishes like she's pretty um, apprehensive about the dive and, and because of her abilities. Um, and, and as Eric has pointed out, he's not just a wimp. It is actually dangerous. And especially when you're going inside like underwater no, it's buildings, real, it's real messed up. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. They get down there and then like spooky stuff starts to happen with Which, found footage. Right. And like, yeah. And they, yeah, it's not, He's he's into it because it's more for the video, and so it's like, well, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, and then it's just haunted house in an underwater. That's it. Yeah, this was like at the. At, I don't want to like spoil like the main point of, for, from my like personal review, but like, this is one movie that checks the box for me. Of like, there's never a point where you're like, God, why are they still filming? Like, it's always like the like he is excited by the scariness, so it's like he's like actively going toward mm-hmm. danger and then talks about like jump scares yeah well and then by the time like really scary shit starts happening they're more or less just showing you footage i mean and we can talk about whether this is good or not that's like from their shoulder mounted cameras and like from the you know they like the setup dude i plays through. i spent so. a lot of time really staring i feel like they were still using not found footage angles underwater but it's done pretty well like it, it's there, pretty seamless I, I was unclear again. It's easier it, to like, it's easier to it spot happens. those angles when we're above ground and it's more traditionally shot. Well, and you can kind of always say, "Oh, is that just the drone?" Like yeah, there was a bunch of shots Tony where, the like, magic mulligan. Yeah, but that's it doesn't Tony. I don't think the drone. To, Jesus Christ, Tom. I think is the drone name. Yes, I Tony. Tony. <laughs> I, um, I knew it was a teenager. My boy Tony. I still think it doesn't explain many of the shots in this movie, which is fine. But it's, it's at least like it's a interesting. Sheet. Like it's believable. It's interesting. It's, whatever, to, it's yeah. interesting how they decided. I it. mean, we had a drone in Paranormal Activity next of kin, and I feel like the opposite was said. So, well, I yeah. don't know, guys. <laughs> Why well, don't Caitlin, I can't drone. believe you're going to make me defend my review of that. I think it makes <laughs> sense spatially in this movie where it doesn't. Yeah. It's unnecessary in that movie, Underwa- and they don't use it. Underwater drone could be anywhere. <laughs> they only use the drone in Next of Kin no. to like do establishing right. shots. There's no like, payoff. No There's no drone payoff. This one turns evil, Caitlin. It's <laughs> light turns red. That's okay. True. All right, let's jump into this here. Matilda, as our guest tonight, why don't you kick us off? What'd you think? Yeah, so this one, um, you know, sometimes one of the things I use to establish whether I really like a horror movie or not is whether it's going to stick with me afterwards and i'm not sure this one is going to stick with me honestly like it's very beautiful in places like all the underwater stuff they clearly mastered and it's gorgeous but the the relationship between the two main characters was not 
what I was looking for. Like there was a certain point that I'm like, are we going to get underwater midsummer? Because <laughs> I would kind of be into that. But I'm in a but, shark um, instead of a bear. How do they light the yeah. underwater? <laughs> <laughs> a flare, underwater flare. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it didn't quite um, like, there are definitely like images of this that will stick with me, but I don't know how successful I think it was in terms of, of the payoff. And it lost me a couple of times. Um, like with the possession. Mm-hmm. Casey. Uh, yeah, this, this is a cool concept. I think the idea of them going down and swimming through this haunted house that's flooded in the reservoir and whatnot is cool. There's a couple, uh, some of my favorite uh, co- uh, modern uh, cosmic horror authors have a story or two. There's one I read, uh, and I can't think of the author's name, that was specifically about a flooded house in a reservoir like this. But other than that, the story doesn't really connect. Uh, so it gave me some of those vibes, and that was nice. And I thought it looked cool. And the way they shot this movie and whatnot was really awesome. Kind of looked like the director may have gotten like a whole bunch of new scuba diving equipment for Christmas and he was excited to use it, you know, or justify it or something. But it was cool. The story is really kind of bog standard, though, as far as haunted houses. There is, we've, you know, like as Matilda was talking about, I guess saw a lot of the same issues with that, but they, at the same time, this is a solid, a haunted house movie. And it's no different than a haunted house movie on land. It just happens to take place underwater. So there wasn't a whole lot that took advantage of that location or anything. So that didn't build a whole lot of excitement for it either. Okay, Caitlin, go for it. <laughs> I uh, So this is the second movie I've watched that came out in 2021 that features... YouTubers. The first one is Superhost, which I watched on Shudder. And I really liked Superhost. It's found footage. It's really funny. There's a reason, like John said, for them to keep filming. You know, they're trying to get these shots. And I think if I'm going to compare the two, I I would take Superhost over this one. This one, I think it's really ambitious with the setup. I, you know, I underwater horror, I just rewatched 47 meters down. And it's just really impressive just to be able to do it. You know, it's it's really cool. I think I would have maybe liked the setup more if there was like a haunted spooky shipwreck or something rather than just a haunted house underwater. Because like Casey said, we kind of defaulted about halfway through to, I guess, some of the tried and true tropes, plus they're running out of oxygen. Um, so I don't know. It, it just, uh, for the first half, I was like, this could go places. And then for the second half, I was just kind of let down. Um, and... Like Matilda said, the man, they like don't like each other. He's really condescending and doesn't want to be there or doesn't want to be there with her. She seems to not want to be there with him. And whenever she expresses like, I feel uncomfortable, he's like, babe, we just got to get this shot. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I just don't (laughs) want them to be together anymore. Um, And I, I had hoped that maybe we'd get this like big redemptive arc that explained it or brought them together. Uh, But it just, I don't know. I felt kind of like wah, wah. that's not an exaggeration either. I think he did say babe a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh Nars. The yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm gonna I vote maybe oddly be the one defending this movie a little bit. Like I, it, it's not great. I think Matilda, you're the way you framed it is is probably the right way, which is like there's some cool stuff, but like in three years, if you ask me about this movie, I'm not gonna be able I might be able to be like, oh yeah, it was the underwater one, like, but like, what the hell happened? Or like, I don't know. Like at the same time, I'm gonna remember that 
I really didn't like the Jagger character. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was, I mean, really, really bad. Um, I, I love the setup. Um, f- like this is in some ways, like the best version of a found footage movie. Like for me, I'm like pretty anti found footage to begin with. And so really? like, do you think you are? Or you think like, you're just like a stickler? Are you being facetious or? No, I thought you it's, <laughs> it's been rare that I will. Interesting. Like, I just think, yeah, I just think there's so many like formal. Well, like, I will. Things that I will like I, a, I will like a mediocre movie if it does the found footage well, which is probably on Fair. point for what I'm about to say. Well, so, okay. I'm actually not that far off. I just think most things turn a mediocre movie into a found footage movie to try and make it more interesting. And it's not, this has like a plausible reason for being found footage and like, and, and they actually don't even bother to make it that found footage because there is some third, you know, third person perspective in any event. Um, I guess like where, so the other thing we haven't mentioned, this movie is blissfully short. It's like 75 minutes long. So it's like crisp in that, you're kind of like, like there's not a ton of lull in the action. What I'll say while there's not a lull in the action, I found a lot of the action to be like kind of disorienting, which is true. Of a lot of found footage. Movies. Like it's just like, you're like, what the hell is going on right now? Like there's like a camera that's spinning around and maybe like some bubbles. Um, specifically like when she's getting attacked by the chains. Yeah. What was that? I think, like, well, that's a point where they ramp up the disorientation, I think, on purpose because they will. Well, yeah. I think, look, they're You're also. Right. I mean, it does. Yeah. I mean, you know, Casey kind of hit on the fact that it's a found, it's a haunted house movie, but like because it's underwater, that actually, like, it, I think it actually like hampers them from doing some of the like kind of easy found for uh, haunted house shit. And so then they have to do this like wacky stuff, like I, the chains are attacking her yeah. and like. Yeah, I don't know. Or zombie is swimming after her, which for the record is pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, no, and that's the thing. Like that stuff, like kind of worked for me. Like random yeah. swimming zombie. I don't know. Like so, long and short. Like I was probably higher on this than average. It sounds like, but it's not great. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'll, I'll defend it. some other elements as we go. Uh, you know, I think I'm just going in as the defender of this movie. Um, I think I would describe it as like. One of those modern, like the new style Resident Evil games, if it was underwater, if the mansion was underwater, <laughs> like why? Because these people are, whoever came up with this movie is crazy, had an idea that someone should have stopped them from doing and they did it anyway. And it's kind of fun to watch, like play out like the idea. I just kept thinking like, God, what I like is the recontextualization of like, you know, a, a ghost movie scene with a simple jump scare is uh, there's a million blueprints of how to shoot that to what John's saying in this movie, you got to make it up. You have to figure it out and invent it. And it, all I could think the whole time was like how complicated the shooting on this must've been. And that sort of like is an interesting element of it to me. Um, I think Matilda is dead on in that it's totally forgettable. Like this is not going to blow you away. You're not going to walk away and be like this, mind-blowing horror movie but like it's a kind of a lane a lane of found footage that i particularly used to like because we would see a lot of it which is just real workman-like middle of the road found footage movies this kind of stuff used to fill theaters like constantly we see less of it now although it still happens um and 
it reminds me of some of those in the way that, especially once we get in the water, it is very, my favorite kind of found footage, which is real time feeling like we're not jumping Mm -hmm. time. We're not, um, even though I, what blows me away is that, cause I talk a lot about in the show that I am a found footage purist and that it really bothers me when we use cinematic camera angles and things that are not part of the, found, it's like breaking the third wall to me in a way I don't like, but this is maybe the only movie I've ever seen that I was like fine with it. I, in the beginning I was a little like, nah, I don't know how I like this, but there's something about the chaos of the water. It's like, it hides it. It mm-hmm. that it makes the extra camera angles less distracting, and it sort of just fleshes out. Because part of the problem is you can't do this whole movie with these GoPros they have because they have these really disorienting, super wide angle lenses on them. So like you cannot watch that shit for ninety minutes. So like there is the drone camera, and like I'm pretty positive they're also pulling some shots from some like uh, from some other. Well, angles they had like stuff. a handheld too, right? Like, well, those handhelds are the GoPros. I think the ones in their heads actually were more normal, like lens, yeah, okay. focal length. But, um, but no, a I, lot of equipment. Yeah, yeah, they really did. So I, boyfriend character, hundred percent annoying. There is zero character development in this movie. It kind of feels like they might have ran out of money at the end and just like had to figure out how to end it. We can get to it. I absolutely love the very ending. It's a real ballsy way to end it. But there is an info dump section that feels like. They just threw their hands up and went, uh, who knows how to end a movie, really? Like, Stephen King there's, doesn't care, so. Yeah. There's also, like, the, like the whole plot of the movie. So, it's, like, it's a 75-minute movie. It's, like, 15 minutes of plot. Like, the rest of it is, like, yeah. so it's basically a roller coaster I ride, really you know? enjoyed it in that sense of, like, an on-rails roller coaster ride where you're just sitting and you're just watching. And like, yeah. I find a lot of the underwater scares to be really effective. Um I liked the way they're creating spatial tension in the movie. <laughs> I think there's about a million better ways you probably could have ended it, but who knows what happened there. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a fun, a fun time. No, the, the point you made about the third, like the, the cheats, you know, the, the, they set it in my opinion, like they, they just kind of like set it up. Oh, I don't naturally maybe like the wrong word, but because of the beginning of the film, it's happening from the it's, beginning. It's mostly third, person like well so you have that first sequence of them in the other haunted house that's all first person then it goes to mostly third person from up until they get to the lake but they're like interspersing a bunch of like hey look he's filming her right now. it was like that shit was so annoying like when he was doing it when she's like walking out of the hotel room and he's like filming it's like what are you doing like just stop like you're she was like going to the bathroom and he's filming i'm like dude yeah ah just disgusting but um in any event, like they set it up it, so it feels natural to kind of be flipping back and forth between the first and third. So then it goes all to first. And like to, to Eric, to your point, like it's when they're cheating, it doesn't feel like cheating because they kind of just like establish like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do what we want to do when we need to do it. So, um, <laughs> right. There are definitely when I'm, I'm just thinking about it, like some of those sequences, like especially at the very end. And like we should talk about what actually happens because like. I might need someone to explain exactly what the demon stuff was going on. But um, like when the, when she they start to meet the family, like there were definitely angles where you're like, maybe it's the robot or maybe it's just like this is a random good angle they could find underwater. Yeah. I don't know. It's for whatever reason, I found it less distracting than I have in other movies. But what yeah. do go ahead? 
No, I was just agreeing with you because that, but I'm not the one of the crew that gets hung up on the uh, found footage angles. But I was going to say, it never really, I found, I never found it distracting either. I really enjoyed um, the set design of like you'd go into a room. I like how early on she kind of says, How is this place not totally just disintegrated inside? Because everything looks like it was just submerged. It's not, most mm. things are not really at all decomposed. And there was yeah. one really cool room with a bunch of weird photos attached to a wall. It's almost like it's just this, its own kind of creative set design. That's a lot of fun. There was I a like, shot. Sorry, Caitlin, go ahead. I like when he goes into the murder closet and he, she's like, what, what's in there? And he's like, nothing. Nothing. Or when he, <laughs> see, or when he sees, this is a great moment. The, the massive um, Jesus on the cross that they had used to bolt the door shut has in one scene when he's like passing over, it has just human eyes. Yeah. That was real yeah. good. Which by the way, if we ever all go uh, scuba diving and we go into an underwater house and there's a door locked with a giant crucifix, I will smack y'all if you try to open it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, Casey, now's your time. Listen, Cause even if you don't believe in the very least, whoever put that there wanted to make it really clear to not open yeah. this door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to get those likes and subscribes, baby. Yeah, bar- I, bar- barring the door with the crucifix <laughs> is a little further than just a bar, uh, you know, a log, right? <laughs> I did think the um, there, there was, and again, maybe this was budget constraints, but like there was this moment when she's getting attacked by the chains. Not to come back to this too much, but where the the family, the like two people that were there, have disappeared. He comes back. She starts telling him, "Oh, the chains attack me." And there's like, like they're setting it up for him to like not believe her that spooky stuff is happening, and that that moment lasts for like five seconds. Like in another movie, that would have been like a mini arc. You know, like there would have been like a couple beats on like him not believing her, her getting increasingly desperate, and then. But here it's just like, oh no, they really are moving, and it's so it did feel to me like there was like there must have been more there. Like, yeah, there's zero character tension yeah. or any like, you know, because there isn't really any growth happening in the yeah. Even their and arguments kind of, just kind of fizzle out. And Speaking of the same chains too, there's a point where she got tangled in the chains and thought the bodies had disappeared and stuff and freaking out. She couldn't find a boyfriend and she's freaking out. And then finally she, he reaches out and grabs her and turns around. She's like, I'm right here. And she's like, where you been? He's like, I've been right here the whole time. That really kind of felt like, uh, yes, it just ends. Here you go. Instead yeah. of, they could have done anything with having something happen to him, give us another scene of him freaking out over something he was seeing and whatnot. But instead, he's just like, oh, no, I've been here. What's yeah. your problem? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, I kind of would have appreciated, I know that some other movies that deal with uh, aqua lungs mm. uh, do this, like, you know, that, you know, you can have hallucinations if you're sort of ascending too quickly, you can get the bends. And then in 47 meters down, they, you know, they're like, you know, you might have auditory and physical hallucinations if your tank is low and stuff like that. So I was like, your, Oh, maybe your favorite movie. My favorite. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, it's an entertaining, <laughs> it's an entertaining movie. Like, I mean, I would go so far. I just as love to, that you watched it a, a second time. Like maybe a I week ago. Oh, yeah. No, you know, I, what's funny about that movie is that they're talking to each other. No headphones. Like they're just, water in their ears <laughs> and it's like they can't communicate but in this one i did appreciate that they're totally got a whole apparatus but yeah yeah i thought that maybe we get like oh it was a hallucination because of xyz and not that everything needs an explanation but it would have been nice to have some sort of something with that yeah 
Oh, or even a- to have it like link to the other tension in their relationship, which it just right. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like is he always like a douche, or he's like, no, babe, it's fine. You're so well, that's, that's where I, <laughs> yeah. I thought they were setting it up for there to right. be more of that, and the, and yeah. the yeah. point that there's not. They kind of unwind any tension, like within the scene that it's happening. Like I liked in the is so bizarre. He's so annoying in the beginning where. They find the beach is occupied with people, so it's not some cool, desolate spot they can film. And she's like, listen, she makes a very, um, you know, uh, impassioned plea to him of like, can we just have like a vacation day then? Let's not be a douche today. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to need alcohol. I'm like, okay, whatever, to each his own. He walks away. This lasts for- I actually would have said the same thing. This lasts for 15 (laughs) seconds- in which he walks away. The first person he encounters gets him into an adventure and she's like watching him. But like, it's, it it does suggest there's more here because like when she convinces him to stay and he's like, well, I need alcohol. And he goes over to buy wine. The second he walks away, this is like a movie thing where if we just cut to, to him, then we know everything's fine here, but we don't cut to him. We linger on her. And the second he's out of sight, she's like, uh, like this asshole. Like she just has this look on her face. Like this is exasperating dealing with him all the time. I just deferred whatever this is, but th- it was a pregnant look yeah. that then, I mean, just when there's no arc, it just doesn't pay off. It it does yeah. make me think like yeah. there's another edit of this movie or there was like, there was a 90 minute version that basically the studio or whoever bought it. Cause I, I wasn't even sure where it's like streamable right now, but whoever basically put this out was probably like, you know, none of this is working. Like, let's just trim this down to like these guys, you know, going into this house. And, um, cause there is, there's a ton of the, there's a ton of like hints there of there being this like interpersonal yeah. stuff that kind of just like completely fizzles out. Yeah. But really I mean, the they, entire, the entire movie is surface level. That's the problem. There's none, there's a ton of stuff because even the stranger guy that they met and once on the drive out to where they're going to the secret lake, which, you know, first of all, if you're running around in Southern France and some stranger says, I know a secret lake I can take you. You say no right away. That's like one one <laughs> but like there's, the weird stuff with him staring at the girl going on the way and stuff. So they're setting him up to be creepy and he walks him out there. He knows all about this house. So what's he connected? We never see him again, really. Any, well, well, we yeah, never yeah, see yeah. him again in any significant manner. No, no, true. Well, there's a stinger. Did you watch to the stinger? Oh, I, I did didn't not. watch. No. There's a post credits. Yeah. Okay. So what yeah. happened? Is it super supposed? Should we get to, let's do the like spoilery stuff. And then can someone tell me what happened in the post credits? Cause I didn't watch sure. it. Go, go ahead. Someone can give me the ending. Uh, so the house is like, um, murder house. Like the, fa- it's not a hundred percent clear, but I think the whole family basically was participating in like satanic rituals where they were kidnapping local children and, and sacrificing like them. sacrificing. And we them? get this information because the boyfriend gets, when he disappears for a scene, he's kind of like possessed when he comes back and he goes, Everything will be fine now, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, he, and then he, he leads get... her into like another room with a theater with like a 1920s theater in it that like s- starts projecting movies on the wall, showing these things while he's like, we get the a quick family. Vibe where... blah, blah. And we discover at some point that the guy, the guide who brought them out here is the son, and like, but it's like, it's literally, you remember, there was a really similar info dump to this in the first Silent Hill movie there's like a 15 minute info dump in that movie where you're like seeing movies while you're like hearing it. It's, yeah. it's kind of similar. Eric, I loved how much of the silent home movie you remember. <laughs> I remember a lot, John. Like it's pretty good. You could say it's his 47 meters. <laughs> 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 but 
but but yeah, so I'm we, a little confused that there's that info dump when we see that the boyfriend recognizes Pierre from the family tree, but apparently no one in town rec- recognizes Pierre. Right. Yeah, he's just like hanging out by the beach. He's saying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like taking all the tourists to the lake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that's what you mentioned it too, because I didn't pick up the point of them, the part of them seeing Pierre in the family tree. I missed that watching the movies. That makes more sense what you're saying, Matilda, because not only is that family known for kidnapping and murdering children, he's hanging out at the beach. <laughs> oh, and it was like, oh my God. And I was like, Wikipedia, what? I don't know, Casey. Also, like, it's, it's France. Together like, because his name's Pierre. It's not like that picture picture looks like the guy the guy's like I, years old right he didn't He's change like, his name people named pierre in like, france? Well, pierre's a pretty rare in name france. in france right? <laughs> okay that's real funny i didn't put that together that's just super funny i guess he was like pierre and he knew about the house like i mean it's it is a little bit of a jump. but it also <laughs> presumes that pierre didn't think to change his name yeah Eric, but your well yeah but your point on like that video it like when it's happening it wasn't even like hitting me how absurd it was. It's basically a found footage movie within a found footage movie because it's a slideshow. Like it <laughs> presumes that they were like filming their crimes, which they, we do see them find tape and stuff. Like there's like, they find like all kinds of like tape and now, photos, uh, like video tapes or, or 16 millimeter. But like they all, like the one shot we see is that the townspeople came and like exacted their revenge but that was like on camera. Like it was just so here's my, defen- here's my one defense of this. And cause I don't necessarily have a better answer, but like in order to have this movie, have any kind of arc, you do need to get, you need an outside source of information. And when you have two people locked in a house underwater, yeah, yeah. it's impossible to, well, okay. I shouldn't say that. It's very difficult to figure out a way to introduce a third party into this. No, I actually was fine with the idea of him becoming possessed. Part of it is this dude is delivering the plot. He's not a good actor, which is part of the issue here. And it's, but it's also like written a little ham fistedly. Like it's, there's a lot. It's just like every line he delivers when he's quote unquote possessed is laughable. Like it's so funny. He's just like, (laughs) it is, it will all be fun now. We're exactly where we need to be. We belong to the house. Open your mouth and let it in. I like the open your mouth. That was bizarre. That was creepy too, because she's like freaking out. There's like, there's something in my suit. And I thought she was going to take the knife to her suit for a minute. I didn't know what was going on. But then the snake, there's like this tiny little baby snake that's like crawling, when it was crawling around in her mask. Here's the thing, John, about here's the thing. I like the beach. I like the sun. (laughs) I like the water. I'll go swimming. I love swimming in the ocean. Well, as soon as you strap a thing to my head, put me underwater and go, hey, if you don't come up in time, you're dead. I, that doesn't, that's not fun. That's like a video game level with a timer on it. I don't like Eric, that either. Where are you on water snakes? Just like, not cool. Not cool. Yeah. yeah. I kind of assumed that was like, I assumed you And were the problem with the ocean, like not where they are, they're like in a lake. See here, I actually prefer lake swimming. Here's why you can't see, oh. you can't see it. So it's way better. Lake swimming is like, oh, I hate a slimy lake. No, no, but like, listen, dude, where I live, where I live, man, up near the Adirondacks, you get some real pristine, beautiful lakes. They might be 40 degrees, but they're beautiful. And like the problem with the ocean, it's cool. I I love the clear blue water, but like I could see a fish that big near me in the ocean be like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. Like, screw this. Because you can see I just like that Eric said, the problem with the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm saying yeah, is, it. it's just the the, the uh, even a fun breezy scuba diving outing brings the possibility for death, John. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, and yeah, 
That's not really how I roll. So the so he's possessed. He like snaps out of it because she stabs him, but then he is immediately murdered by one of the <laughs> zombies, like the daughter zombie, I think it was. Yes. Um, she was going to be their spiritual guide, but they, she rejected her. The movie has a pretty grim ending, actually, because it's our great. friend Tina does not make it. She almost she does. They show she her close. like with no tank, holding breath, trying to get to the surface, which we all, I've seen enough scuba diving movies. So no, you can't just do that, John. You got to wait. Well, you would definitely be sick. Like it would not be good. Yeah, but you live potentially. Yeah, but can't there? Like, they weren't deep enough. Die they weren't deep enough for the bends, right? Don't you have to be down like so far before you have to work? Well, no, but he, no, because he says you need enough oxygen to stop and wait. Which I think yeah, that's what they're yeah. doing is stopping, waiting, and adjusting the pressure, and then they keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, she. It wouldn't kill her. Like she would not have died from the bend. Like I don't. I mean, I'm not like a fucking doctor. I but, thought it could kill you. I thought uh, it was some some. No, no, air, it air can't. Like things. if you're like a hundred feet down and you come up really, fast, like then you for sure. But they would, to Casey's point, be, they weren't so so deep. Lakes can be deep. Yeah. I mean, but, it was the deep house, but I, I think that. <laughs> good point. I think it was more of a was, metaphor. I good think point. actually. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that was a really compelling scene i feel like i was because every other movie this point, like i was kind of distracted like wanting to kept wanting to like compulsively look at my phone but when they showed her and she, her tank is empty and she's swimming up and she could see the sun like through the water and she's almost at the surface and then she stops and drowns like that's a that's a really compelling and really sad shot and i mean it was a bold way to end the movie but it, it's probably the part of the movie that i'll remember because it was just really like damn yeah. yeah, it's yeah. yeah they go and those there. Last few bubbles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she gets really close, you know. And it's yeah, it's just it's a cool, it's a cool ending. So what happens in the stinger? The like oh, so credit thing. We just see Pierre with two new people with scuba tanks, <laughs> like a pair yeah. of young women with scuba tanks strapped strapped to their back. Got it. So he's just and they look like maybe we don't, but they don't say it, but you yeah. can see that they're like, I don't know about this. Do they have a drone? Cause I feel like without a drone, you're not making it long. She has a yeah. peace sign tattoo on her neck. That was what I was focused on. Do you know what like... bugged me about, <laughs> there was some, there was a thing that bugged me about the drone and the way he talks about it. He talks about it in a really unnatural way. So like they've worked with this thing. It's got a name. They call it Tom because of peeping Tom, John, do you get it? Cause it peeps. Yes. So, they listen, they've both worked this thing, obviously multiple times. They're familiar with everything that it does. It has motion detector things. It has light. It's uh, it can like guide itself, whatever they send it ahead to check areas out. And so they were in a scene where they're waiting. They both understand what's happening. The drone is going down the hallway to see if there's motion to see if it's safe. So if the, then the drone detects motion, if that happens in real life, you'd say, there's motion up ahead. He says, Tom, the drone is detecting motion. Like, I guess for the audience's sake, but it's like, I get it, bro. Like we've already established this and she knows what you're talking about. Why are you talking like a frigging robot? I can't tell how much of this is a him problem. Did anyone else see the sound of violence? No. Did anyone else watch Oh that? yeah, it's been a long time. He's though. just kind of, his delivery is stilted and it's part of it. Yeah, he's in that, and he's supposed to be like, um, I think, likable or at least neutral. And he's, 
very punchable in yeah. that movie also. And so I can't tell if, the, and I don't know if it's like a me problem or a him problem, but <laughs> often I see people and I'm like, I want to put them in everything. Listen, I want him in nothing else. When you grow up, <laughs> listen, when you grow up the son of Mick Jagger, no one ever punches you. And that's a problem because you never figure yeah, it out yeah. when you're being punchable. Oh, that's, so that's another horror movie too. Was that punchable? Yeah. So this year it's, it's like twice yeah. in one year. He's pretty, it's bad. So it sounds like we don't need to get that in for our end well, of year. We don't need to squeeze it in. So was the drone attacking her? I don't know, but I dude, at some point I'm watching that thing and I was like, yo, if this drone's light doesn't turn from green to evil red at some point, I'm out. It totally <laughs> yeah. effing did. It totally went red and it, it was like, wow. Brilliant. <laughs> I, thought you win. I thought it could be because of the spooky red light stuff, but I also didn't know if that was like a collision avoidance thing or something. You win too. movie. Like, Congratulations. No. I was not sure what we were supposed to be making of the drone. I mean, I understood that it was like turned evil, but it was, I think that for, they wanted it to feel like, I think they wanted you to un understand that it had been commandeered by the forces, mm -hmm. but that at the end of the day, it, there's, it can't really do it. Like what's it going to do? Ram you at slow speed. Like it can't really do anything. So it's more there to just disorient. I feel like can just be looming and threatening feeling. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't Did have like anybody... a go, go gadget arm with like a saw on it or anything. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody like uh, read on how they shot this movie or anything like that? Cause I'm curious on how much I'm diving they actually did I'm or sure they had to learn to scuba dive. Sure it was I was curious. I didn't, but my, if I bet money, it was a hundred percent stunt people. Like you're not yeah. taking professional actors. Like it just, I don't know. Maybe they were like, yeah, we I love don't know. Scuba Cause you can see their faces just... though. I mean, they, they probably built this in a tank would be my guess. No way. Way too expensive. Not for this well, budget. You don't think that's more yeah. expensive than, putting it under the water in the a lake? I mean, it could be a real, well, I guess it's not a real house. Yeah, that would be too hard. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Also, environmentally, just you're just going to go to the town and be like, hey, uh, it's cool. We're going to put a whole house underwater. Don't worry about no, it. No, yeah. well, I don't, don't think they submerged questions. a house. I'm just, well, I, I, I do know that there are cases where house, fully submerged houses exist in reservoirs, but like, but now that I think about it too, like they even mentioned the movie, most of them, they probably clear the furniture Dude, out and stuff. Be, the it has like, to be a tank, I feel like. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Uh, the other movie that I was thinking of, by the way, is Lost River. Have you guys ever seen it? Ryan Gosling, it's like maybe the yeah. only thing he's directed. He directed it. He's also in it. It's like Christina Hendricks. It's weird. It's like weirder than this for sure. It's not found footage, but it does feature a underwater town that was submerged mm -hmm. in a lake situation. Nice. They so, also, I'm glad we did have the conversation at the start of the show too about the music and these uh, folks uh, scuba tanks that you said you looked up, John, because yeah, yeah. that's all I could think at the time too, because I've never been scuba diving. My dad, my uncle were scuba divers, and just for knowing them growing up and whatnot, I'm like, well, one, that doesn't sound safe, and two, that probably scared the crap out of me floating around in the dark, not knowing it's there. Yeah. I will say, in not the first one, but 47 meters down, the second one. <laughs> God damn it, Kayla. <laughs> There is an underwater welder who is listening to some tunes. You know what? It's it's a moot point because none of these movies are as good as that one with Blake Lively, which is not found footage, but still has a shark in it. And it has a shark, but she's not underwater. Like the shallows, the shallows. Yeah, yes. she's on like not a, even like a. It's like a different genre. I don't care. It's water, and it's better. It's water. It's water. <laughs> that means old classic. It's the water. Old, genre. yeah. The old is a part of it, man. No, because they're uh, not in the water and old, except at the very end. That doesn't count. She's in the water that on, whole movie. They're in the water. She's only underwater a little bit in the shallow. She's, she's mostly on a rock and a dead whale. She's wet the entire movie. 
all right. No, she gets it gets like sunny. It's well, she gets we're not chapped. You're not winning this one with me. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I won with I me. Mean, that's all that the matters. The movie Underwater, which uh, you know was just last year, right? Was that last year? Two yeah. No, because there's already so. been a sequel. To Underwater, right? Oh no, Underwater. I'm so. sorry. I thought we were talking. I thought I have yeah. for some reason I have 47 meters down on the brain. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> you and Kaylin, you're no. like next. Underwater is under- 47 <laughs> meters down podcast. Underwater is dope, and one of my greatest internet pleasures over the last like year is watching people discover it on DVD and on demand and be like, do you guys see this movie? It's kind of fucking sweet. I'm like, yeah, bro, we saw it and nobody believed us. And it's good. Eric, I <laughs> haven't seen it. It's really good. It's on, I, I think it's on either. HBO. I watched it. On the I like Kristen Stewart a lot. You got to tolerate it. a little TJ Miller, but he dies at some point. So I don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I mean, look, the classic, the abyss, like Dude, I, haven't seen that I watched The Abyss recently. It is terrible. No, I refuse to believe it's, you. The Abyss. I, it is like I, mean, two, I haven't seen okay. it in probably like ten years. I'd but. never seen it all the way through. It is fully two scripts mashed into like you know when you go to the grocery store and the, you can buy the peanut butter and the jelly in the same jar. That's what that is. Except it's two foods that don't go together. It was it's the nineties. Like, it's, like, it it's like it's like jelly and cheese whiz. <laughs> Like it's literally there's an alien movie and then there's like a Russian spy movie and they don't make any sense together whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this. Although like it's been, I've seen it multiple times like way back. And then I saw it like maybe 10 years ago. I'm going to just say it underwater is a better movie than the abyss. And I'll die Hmm. on that hill. Okay. With my blanket on because it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys should become patrons and watch the live stream just because Eric looks so cozy right now. Yeah, I, I feel great. I feel good. <laughs> <sighs> I have a no, nice little warm home base from which to do all my activities, which is mostly I did get here. This is something stupid little tidbit that I just happened to notice that made me chuckle. But the Jagger kid had that. He had a big screen for controlling the uh, drone. And they kept making sure to show. And he had, you could see he was playing the music from it and stuff. And you could see it had the buttons on screen and stuff. So they're kind of insinuating his touch screen. Everything he uh, controlled that drone and everything was with the same action of him reaching down and hitting a button on the side of the device like this. Here's okay. Here's what also bothered me about that. So the device and the drone and the connection keeps like fritzing, presumably because of the evil supernatural interference. Mm-hmm. He is tapping on it. Like it's a tube television. That's not working. Like, you know, the way you used to like hit the TVs on the side, like that is not how any modern technology works. Like you just hit it. That doesn't do anything like, and it's got static on it. Like it's a TV. It's the stupidest thing. It, it does make you feel better though when you hit them. I get, yeah, the yeah, that I, mean, yeah, I get it, but it's just yeah. silly. All right. Uh, would you recommend the deep house? Jonathan. I'm going to say for found footage fans. Yes. Caitlin. I'm going to say no. I would prefer Candisha if we're going to stick with these directors. Woof. And if you want a YouTube <laughs> vlogger movie from 2021, oh, check out Superhost. Some I got to lay down. Sorry. I will, <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> best part of Candisha, the drone shots of Paris. There you go. Matilda. Um, I would say if you're super into underwater movies, this would be you don't get that be recommended. You don't get that many chances to. Have it's a one, small so. genre, yeah. You gotta yeah. go yeah. for it. 
Yeah. And for people who really like to be there. Um, but for like a YouTuber video, I might check out Spree with Joe Keeney from last year. Yeah, dude, I loved Spree. I might be the only no, one. I disagree. In the show. I might be the only one in the show who really liked that movie. <laughs> I was okay. I, I liked in a it. Mood. No. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> but Casey. No, bad. No, no, I know people like it. I'm numb, but I was, yeah. Casey. Uh, I'd say it's watchable, especially because it's short. Yeah, dude, it's a it's a fun ride, especially if you liked found footage. It's fun. If you like found footage or underwater movies or bonus both, this might be your new go-to <laughs> movie every year. Citizen Kane of the underwater. Yeah. <laughs> the underwater found footage genre. There you go, bro. All right. That's going to do it for the deep house. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. Cujo? From the novel by Stephen King, creator of Carrie and The Shining, comes a chilling new tale. Cujo. Now, there's a new name for terror. Cujo, directed by Louis Teague, rated R, now playing. Check newspapers for a theater near you. Kathleen Kinmont from Halloween 4 and Bride of Reanimator, and you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. Don't fall asleep, John. Sage advice. I'm gonna <laughs> when the show's over. Yeah. I sleep with the uh, the uh, heating pad now. It's real good. I wish What'd they would do? stay on, and I like know. I also wish they would get hotter. <laughs> I just want it to be very dangerous. You do that, so. right? You do that thing where it's yeah. like, you ever do that thing where it's like you have the heating pad on for a while, and you're like, okay, this thing doesn't work. I can't feel it. And then you go and you, re- you touch your skin, and you're like, oh, my skin is on fire. It's melting right <laughs> uh, now. I, I've I just do lost all feeling. I take the cover off. <laughs> what? I just put like a like a thin pillowcase okay. on it instead of the thick part. That sounds as dangerous to me as scuba diving, so I don't think I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> Living on, on the, the edge. The edge, Caitlin. Jesus. Real daredevil. Ghosty. Oh my Man. god. John, um I I don't know if I even mentioned this this week, but the BGH Classics podcast feed is live. Ooh. <laughs> so to sum this up for people who maybe haven't been listening or whatever, just dropping in our Patreon podcast feed is, is still has everything in it that we posted previously, but it's going to turn into a weekly Patreon uh, feed of classic episodes. And if you become a patron at a certain level right now, you can get all of our back episodes, but the, this, uh, I believe at any level, you'll get this feed and just get a weekly show curated. You don't have to do anything. You can put it right in your pod catcher and check it out. And um, 
let me check it here, John. This week is... Da, 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 da. It's a good one. Oh, VHS Viral, which um, ah. was released early December 2014. Do you remember 2014, John? I barely no. do. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. So you're adding the original air date, too. Great. Yeah. Which, because... Huge. Remember, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> this is just behind the scenes. But we had remember. We had no reliable way... Because foresight is it, when you have, you don't know, understand you're going to have like almost 700 episodes of a show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was doing whatever. There's a lot of things I would have done differently. One of them is in a discrete file, save the original air date, which we are sort of keep track of now somewhat. But um, I'm on top of it, bud. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Mark invented a, a way to plug into the back end of the website to allow us to see when I posted the post for each show and that happens day of the release. So with like uh, some exceptions here and there, but it's, it's a pretty accurate way to tell when episodes are released. So I'm trying to give that to people for context and I'm trying to keep it close to that week in history. It takes some of the choice out of it, makes it a little easier. So there you go. And we have, we've been doing this since 2007. So I'm probably not pulling anything pre like 2008 or nine maybe, but like, <laughs> I might. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, we can see. Um, but yeah, so you have plenty of years to choose from. And then I have a, like towards the end of this month, I've got an old year ender, I think 2017 year ender pulled. So, you know. Year ender. Whew, it's coming. It's coming up, John. We want to talk about it? Uh, I mean, there's not a ton to talk about other than it's December 8th. Mm-hmm. And uh, the year's going to end soon. I think my list might be locked in. The only decision is how high does Psycho Gorman go? <laughs> so it climbs. It climbs. Mm, <laughs> so in <sad>. your esteem. <laughs> Matilda and Caitlin both shaking their heads. Oh, I mean, listen. Just garbage. <laughs> Caitlin's, Caitlin's petulance on this subject has guaranteed its spot in the top 10, basically. You know, I'm in, like, I have control. I mean, like, I don't have control, but I have access to this. <laughs> yeah. It's that number. It's, it's above Halloween Kills. That's appropriate. That's I'm fine. Yeah, that's appropriate. Like, dude, um, do you remember the Benny Hill scene in Halloween Kills? As as like, <laughs> yeah. As much yeah. as I enjoyed the murder, do you remember everybody going uh, uh, in the hospital, like running by each other, like Scooby Doo style, in and out of doors? Like, nah, I'm cool. I don't care what you say. Yakety sax makes anything better. Halloween mm-hmm. Kills makes that list purely because of my debilitating nostalgia. Basically, that I'm I'm incapable of making rational decisions when it comes to Halloween. Looking at this list. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. You have your own list, Caitlin, that you, I know. you can make your own personal choices on. I will. Isn't it neat how we're all different? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So anyway, John, you're 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 getting ready for the year end. Your, well, elves, I was saying, your elves are working it, behind the scenes. Yeah, in the pre-show, I think you had stepped away, and I was saying to the to the gang here, uh, I'm I'm all getting a little nervous. I gotta, I gotta get my act together. Get your ass in gear. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way every day in a nondescript way that I don't know what it's about. Oh. Like I'm not doing something I should be. Uh, just some dread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda's yeah. A, Matilda, people may not know this, is a, I, I believe you're a therapist. Is that right? I am, yeah. yeah. She's over here like taking notes. Like, mm-hmm, keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's, She's seen what she needs. Afraid of scuba diving. <laughs> Check. <laughs> the love psycho it. gorman love is diagnostic <laughs> yeah, right. it's in the uh what do they call it the dsm 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Bad case that's, in the DSM. It's going to be the DSM. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man. Likes uh, little girls with big Ted Nugent energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing is I don't like her. I hated her in that movie. I like hunky boys and the brain and like the... He's dressed up in disguise, but it's silly, Caitlin, because you could still really tell that he's like an alien. Right? That's humor. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Got me so good. They put a hat on the brain, but it's still just a brain. I don't know. All right. Um, info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Man, I have about eight emails from Caitlin and Kissimmee, and I cannot read them all. Um synopsize like is there a theme that threads through no all well remember she's been listening to old episodes oh yeah ah, pick your favorites don't read them like to yourself like, in real time while we're sitting here though you say, no you that's say, what's happening like he's read them beforehand <laughs> all right um, i assume the subject line she's helpfully caitlin is helpfully like calling out the nah. things <laughs> this is from an old episode i didn't get the subject i'm not gonna go look schnar says there's people kept in these like dog box crates what are they called when you keep dogs in like a transport boxes and everyone on the show says it's a dog crate schnars and she says close call for john revealing lizard people don't own dogs <laughs> <laughs> like a dog transportation device maybe what, what, what movie were we talking I, about this? i dude i didn't copy that it's so hard to get this subject uh, i'm sorry uh, um episode 171 <laughs> Um, Bucky Schnars is brought to life. That's when I realized that you look like Sebastian Stan, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, Eric Scandinavian. We had like a year of that. <laughs> Eric's Eric Scandinavian conspiracies begin. Yeah. I like. She's basically doing BJH classics, which basically. he finally had to call it into. But that's fine. Anyway, sorry, Caitlin. Oh, here's an, here's one last one. I'll read. Uh, Eric says. In old episode, Scream 5 will never happen, and if it does, it'll go straight to video by the Asylum. So that, that'll date. The Asylum <laughs> so must have been in the... Takes. The Asylum must have still kind of been in the zitgeist back then, so like <laughs> that must that dates it that pretty hard. That was probably 10 years yeah. ago, is my guess. Yeah. So there you go. Easy. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Casey, what's on Twitter tonight? All right. We have our hashtag SBGH. Ask us questions. We'll answer. We have two tonight. First one comes from at Chris Alanot. What's everyone's favorite underwater horror flick? I like the one where the screen is mostly black for 80% of the time and then something is suddenly revealed to be right freaking there. Is that, wait, is that a specific movie? A reveal, wait, wait. It's, no, that, it's just a trope. A, uh, where oh, a thing is revealed trick or flick hold on a thing is flick. revealed that was in, a thing is revealed that was in front of you the whole time easy saw no it has to be underwater. no 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 he was saying he like his oh, I missed that okay part. let me start over what's everyone's favorite underwater <laughs> horror flick got it under it's he, underwater chris or chris likes the ones where the screen is mostly black for 80 percent of the time and then something is suddenly revealed to be right freaking there i.e an underwater jump scare got it i mean that's like most of them right there's but, a i don't know if it's exactly that that's that's wildly specific but there is that real good underwater jump scare in jaws where the guy comes out with his eyeball 
blooping out and that's that's pretty scary i think even <laughs> yeah. even by today's standards blooping out Bloop. i have a hard time picking a favorite one because i mean the scuba diving in general makes puts me on edge watching people scuba dive it's the claustrophobia thing so all of them have me at least you know at a 50 percent going in anyways honestly the Are best there... underwater gag of all time might be jaws 3 where they're in like a in sea world and jaws <laughs> cracks jaws 3. Jaws cracks the like underwater glass tube tunnel thing. That's yeah. terrifying. That's scary. To me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, go with a uh, 47 meters down and 47 God. meters down uncaged. Damn it, Caitlin. So good. <laughs> you should start Jesus a podcast. Christ. Tell the world about <laughs> it. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> she had the like Blu-ray sitting next to her. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've named all the underwater horror movies. Are there other like prominent ones? The Meg, that was underwater. Oh. Deep Blue Sea. Alexander Skarsgård oh, or not Alexander Stellan Skarsgård is, you know. Deep Blue Sea is outrageous. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> we did. Remember we did Deep Blue Sea too? Yeah, we did. The sequel. Where that shark <laughs> jumps up out of the observation tank and like murders yeah. somebody. That's pretty good. B- before we realized what Deeper direct the video was. <laughs> My head is like a shark. <laughs> yeah. There's some really great like five minute short in the Hulu bite size ones this year called The Longest Breath mm-hmm. that gets that like underwater disorientation. It's like five minutes of your life, but it's really good. Interesting. Nice. Like what it does with underwater photography. Nice. Our second tweet here, uh, Eric may be starting a trend. We'll have to think, have a merch discussion here. But uh, at the, that baseball Joe, who we haven't heard from for a while, hi Joe, uh, watching the live stream, will there be a BGH blanket in the works? <laughs> there should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that whatever site we use, yeah, T Public has blankets. Definitely <laughs> yeah, T Public sure. will put it on anything. <laughs> yeah. The Wait, question Casey, is I think there was one from Alyssa too via the book club. Oh, yes, there is a book club tweet out here that says... I got you, Alyssa. Yeah, thank you. I just saw the logo, so I skipped over it. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, this is coming from Alyssa, who runs our BGH book club. Uh, that Twitter account, if you want to follow that, is at BGH book club. And Alyssa's letting us know or asking, what's on your holiday wish list this year? Books or otherwise? Yeah, books or otherwise. I asked for some new pillows for my bed. Nice. I want. Uh, I need. I think I need a new air fryer because I use it every day, and I think it's dying. It's making a weird sound, and I think it's going to blow up. And Eric, they make like double. Well, you're just one person, I guess, I'm but they do make the double size. My cousin's. I could use something. Like, I could use something slightly bigger, but like this one go. is. I need to do he's it. Got before, a, he's got a man appetite. I need to do it before this one dies, and um, I kind of want a rice cooker because I like rice, but I hate cooking it. So yeah, I'm, yeah, they're like ten bucks. It would violate my rule against mach- kitchen machines that only do one thing. But if that one thing is make rice, I think I'm okay with it. You can apparently make a cake in the rice cooker as well. That's cool. Two things. There you go. <laughs> Done. Because <laughs> Eric eats a lot of cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for tweets. I love it. I, I will say uh, my own Christmas list, I'm going mostly for art supplies because I'm a nerd and kind of single-minded. So when I get into something. <laughs> You're uh, going I'm, through your pencils. You got to get new ones. Exactly. I just buy myself anything I want. So I try, uh, <laughs> I don't even, I've given up my list. You're the worst kind of person to shop for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. Every... Challenge accepted, John. <laughs> <laughs> John, uh, Instagram. 
Oh, that's yeah. what, that's mm-hmm. what I do there. I do the Instagram mm-hmm. on BGH. Mm-hmm. Um, every Tuesday, I ask questions, and uh, no, I'm sorry, I solicit questions, and then I <laughs> and then I answer them, like the voice of God. Um, of course, I understand this doesn't totally define you as a person, but I was wondering, do any of you know what your Myers Briggs personality traits are? Uh, I used to, but I can't remember now. I do know. I did it like it's been at least ten years. I'm ENTP. Yeah, I'm definitely introvert and definitely, but I don't remember the rest. I was ENJF or something like that. I think I was definitely the topped out the extrovert scale. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mine is, but I remember one time my brother was like, "Why do so many girls have letters in their Twitter bio?" <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's the Myers-Briggs type. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Do people put it in their Twitter thing? Their Twitter I think thing? a lot of people put it, it in, in their stuff, yeah. I've or for a while it was yeah. like that and then your Zodiac and then, you know, other identifying type stuff. I've definitely seen it before. Would you go diving in a drowned town? No. Yes, probably. Yeah. I think I've made my feelings on this clear. Matilda, how about you? <laughs> Yeah, I really like abandoned things, but the underwater thing, I don't know. <laughs> right. I feel you. Again, while, I did, I, while I've never been scuba diving, I remember when my dad got certified, my uncle taken him to get certified. My uncle's a cop. There's a dive team thing involved. And the place where they did the certifications was a reservoir that had been flooded. And uh, they actually left a lot of the buildings from the quarry standing down there for that specific purpose for people to go down there and training for diving and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's interesting. Uh, Casey, I actually have a weirdly relevant question about Indiana and this topic. Cause yes. t- TikTok served me a video, I think today by like some urban explorer dingus claiming to be exploring Gary, Gary. Indiana that he claims is like almost entirely deserted. Is that true? Uh, Gary, Indiana is, I don't, couldn't tell you. I don't know that if it's, deserted but think detroit yeah eric Mm -hmm. i'm so happy that our algorithms are synced i got that video too (laughs) i did it knows it knows it's kind (laughs) of it's got a reputation like detroit from when some of its uh, bad periods yeah it was interesting the video um scariest underwater movie caitlin what do you think about this question i don't know there's Mm -hmm. so many to choose from yeah, it's. I feel like it would fart start with forty seven though. <laughs> <laughs> I think farts right. Maybe Jesus. Um, <laughs> I think I think we've covered all the underwater movies tonight. So there you go. If people don't know their Myers Briggs names, uh, if why is there multiple Myers Briggs? <laughs> because I came at okay. This is how this happened. I came at him and said, I don't know, but I'll ask everyone else. And then he said, does anyone know what their Enneagram number is? Which I do actually know, and I'm way into. Um, Matilda, what's yours? I'm a nine. Okay. I'm I'm semi-familiar. You know who else is? I believe a nine. And I don't, is my prediction. I think Mark is a nine. Old, old BGH or Mark. Um, Eric's brother. John, can we get you to take this test? It takes 15 minutes. Yeah, I can probably do that. That's very, let's get everybody. Kaylin, do you know? I don't know what mine is. Um, I'm a four. Is like, how many numbers are there? I think nine. There's nine. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I am totally surrounded by fours. Uh, yeah. You're on the very extreme end. Mm-hmm. Um, John fours, um, the least common Enneagram number. Hmm. 
it blew my all jo- joking aside it blew my mind taking that the way that, that you guys are talking reminds me of that that joke i forget what it comes from but it's like listen up four is a seven is speaking <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dude hell yeah. you know this is funny my colleague actually thought she was a six and she went to an enneagram conference as therapists do and they put her you had to like group up with your number mm-hmm. and she's like she said, okay, who's, you know, I'll start this. And they were like, get out. Like the six would never say. She, like, she got kicked out That's of hilarious. her number and sent to the <laughs> fours. Like fake. Wow. Nope. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, man, I, I recommend it. I, I get excited when people want to talk about it because I'm, I'm really into it. Um, all right. It's a good. It's good. It, it really is. It really is. Wait, but it only takes 15 minutes. Like, how are they? It's 15, they're, 20 minutes. It's a set of questions that this was my experience taking the questions. I was like, oh, clearly everybody would only answer this one way. And then I get to the end of it. And it's like, Oh, right. So you're four. So here's why you feel that way. A here's all these thoughts you've had about yourself your whole life. Here's, this is a thing that like some people are like this, but not, a, but not most people. And I'm like, that explains so much. Like, Holy shit. It was a, it was a truly mind blowing experience mm-hmm. for me. Right, I'm and more if just you curious. like work this out, this is how it can be a strength, right? Right, and it, yeah. then it goes into like, you know, if you're like a four who's like unhealthy emotionally, here's what you probably look like. If you're a person who's maybe like gone to therapy and tried to work through your shit, like here's what it can look like is basically, it's a mode for like healing and like, you know. What's this called again? I'm, I want to take this. The Enneagram, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. And Matilda, you're saying this is clinically approved. I mean, people really like it more so than the Myers-Briggs these days. I feel like Myers-Briggs gets used a little bit more in like corporate things, even though it's an old Carl Jung thing. Yeah. We I I've done Strengths Finder. Are you familiar with Strengths Finder? That was a corporate I one I've no. had to do. And then True Colors is like the other one I've Yeah, I've done that in colors Kaylin, in a corporate yeah. setting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I think we we got a thing now. I think I need we need John, Caitlin, and Casey to do this. We'll I know I want to know. I know I very much do too. <laughs> I'm a little afraid. I feel like I'm gonna lie and like say what I think they want me to. No, Kate, what type is that? What type is the one that's <laughs> like please give me an A on the Enneagram test? <laughs> well, hilarious. there are there are people who you might be a three. There are people who say like <laughs> I like this. What, whichever one like makes you cringe, that's probably it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get an A plus on my Enneagram. <laughs> You stupid three. That's what it's gonna tell me. It's a it's it's really fascinating. Um, all right. Any scary water experiences? My cousin swears something grabbed him in a quarry once. I was at a community pool when I was a kid on Fourth of July, and the deal on Fourth of July was that this is not a monster story, it's a drowning story. (laughs) They allowed you to bring floats on the fourth of July. So what happened is the entire surface of the pool would be covered in floats. The problem is that if you fell off your float, it was then like being trapped under ice. Cause like it was really yeah, hard to find. And I was like, just a kid and, um, the lifeguard I had to jump in. My brother ended up like saving my life. Basically. Like I couldn't get up. Hmm. I, I had once. Sorry, Caitlin, go ahead. And I was going to say Joe Ferry had something similar with falling through ice. That and I always forget. Me. And we, we watched a movie where there was someone like stuck underwater. I was like, what a cool scene. And he was like, <sighs> And I was like, oh, your trauma. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> you monster. I mean, I like growing up, yeah. growing up, like I have a lot of friends who like are a lot more like, even though we were in the Northeast, like a lot more country than I am. <laughs> like 
a friend who lived on a lake and it would freeze over and they'd be like, yeah, we're going to go fuck around the lake. I'm like, cool, have fun. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> they were way, See, my, like I've seen, I've nice seen people, sure. I have seen people ride snowmobiles on lakes and intentionally like hydroplane over open areas of water while doing yeah. it. So like, see, my dad was an icer fisherman, so I grew up learning how you can tell if it's safe to walk on the lake ice or whatnot. I've never had any problems with it, but I he taught me that whether I wanted to learn it or not. That's so good. that's a good thing to know, dude. I mean, that's how people get in trouble is not ever learning. I had once when I was a kid, and I was probably middle school, but we had a little local pond that everybody got in town that people go swim at and whatnot, and they had a pier. He dive off wasn't super deep and we were all screwing around doing what we called sailor dives at the time which is when you dive in without putting your hands above your head that's what we decided it was called and seeing who can do it did the best i dove in and land, hit the bottom of the lake straight with my head is in and i came to the water and i literally bobbed for like 10 seconds i bobbed and i couldn't move my jaw or anything for a second and i was terrified i was paralyzed and then everything kicked back in and i was perfectly fine <laughs> oh that's so scary it that's, is. Yeah, it was bad enough that the lifeguard actually came in for me, though. Yeah. Trauma. Um, Yay! Next up, have any of you been watching the new season of Dexter? It's quite good. Uh, yeah. I, I refuse to believe that, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, brave enough for that. I mean, I, I guess I could believe it because it's different showrunners, but I also feel like that if you are allowed to screw something up that bad and get a second chance, <laughs> I don't think that's okay. Well, it's like I'm not gonna watch the new um, Game of Thrones spinoff show. What's the like oh, House of Targaryens or whatever? I'm, There's just no way. No, like, I, I totally just, am. I've it's, already been burned. Well, I'm but it's sorry. it's Martin's like in it. Like he's writing it all, and like I'm pretty excited. You know what he should be doing? He's write the fucking book. book. Listen, yeah. listen. I'm gonna Fuck take him. what I can. I'm get. not. No, I'm not supporting him anymore. He makes me very. <laughs> all you're telling me that Martin's writing the TV show now spinoff yeah. for HBO is that it's never gonna end. <laughs> John, even if if he dies, though, like they're going to get somebody to just take all his notes, everything he had, and they're going to just get it done. It'll be Brandon Sanders. He's got somebody. fantasy geeks out there. Yeah, like he has somebody that's assigned to like, here you go. When this happens, it's all you, buddy. I guess we'll see, but. Uh, I don't know what that means. Have you seen the meme that shows Kevin McAllister from Home Alone growing up to be Jigsaw? Thoughts? I have not. <laughs> I have, and I buy it. It's clever. Dude, I watched Home Alone recently. It holds up. Yeah. Yeah, we it's just got my kids. kids. <laughs> my kids watched it again yeah. this past weekend. They're it was, like can I say it's interesting? I think we're probably all, I would guess, around the same, well, except Casey. Actually, Casey, you may be my case in point here, but like, it was kind of shocking to me when I run into, so I'm just about 40. But if you run into people that are like 45 or older, there's a high percentage they don't get home alone. They're like, I don't, why do you, why is that like a thing? Why do you like have so much nostalgia for it? I've had people be outright hostile about my love of home alone before. I like home alone, but I don't have the nostalgia hit that you have. Cause right. I was a lot older. It feels like it, right. It feels like a real specific slice of nostalgia based on how old you were when it came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I think if I would have been like John's talking about with his kids last week, if right. I was their age when I saw it, I probably would have had the exact same reaction. <laughs> Two more questions. Yeah, it was a little old too. Yeah. Two more questions, John. This is your okay. this is your notice. Uh, oh, good there. what's your Christmas movie intake like this time of year? Do you seek them out? I the every kids. year watch Jingle All the Way is my favorite Christmas movie. Interesting. 
I, John's giving me eyebrows. Uh, he is what just, movie is that? I don't even know what that is. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's trying to get Turbo Man action figure for his son. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. I love it. I mean, I have seen it. It's... Here's my... Uh, John, I have two copies of it. I'll send you one. Here's my holy Here's my holy quadrilogy. Your kids are going to love it. 47 meters down. Here's my holy quadrilogy of Christmas movies, okay? It is Home Alone, Scrooged, best Christmas movie probably ever. Very good, um, very good. Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's like... Yeah. And this is um, a real weird thing. I'm just warning you, John, this is weird. A very Brady Christmas, which is an astonishingly awful television movie they made in like 1988 or something like that. Um, because That's we bad. had it on VHS and I used to watch it every year. <laughs> it's bad. It's amazingly bad. It's, it's pretty. I don't funny. hear any Christmas vacation on your list. I, that was not one of mine as a kid. Oh, See, that's that my ho- that's my year. home alone. That's my home alone, Eric. Because Christmas vacation. Yeah. yeah, no, I get it. It's a fun. It, those are fun. And then I will on Christmas Day. Like I'll flip between Christmas Story and Elf. Like I'm in. I'm in for that. Yeah. I like Elf. I know. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter, Kate. What, what's your beef? You don't like happiness and frivolity, or what? Uh, I love Mamma Mia, and that's what those things. I are. I will say but... my one weird thing about Elf is the like love angle like the romance angle of that movie with this guy who's basically a child it's like a little that's a little weird but uh, have we have we talked about have you guys seen noel which is on disney plus i think did that come out recently yeah it came out like last year it came out basically whenever disney plus launched it was like new on the platform it's beautiful it's it's pretty cute yeah Yeah, i like it i watch emmett otter every year when i'm wrapping presents it's like the (laughs) It is so wonderful and delightful. It is it's so, so good. It is so of its time. I actually think they're remaking it, which I can't wait to see what that's about. But like, uh, did you go see it in the theater when they had it a couple of years ago for the anniversary? No, I did not. Um, it was big screen. It was good. You we could had, see all the strings. We had it taped <laughs> off of HBO as kids, and my brother and I would just watch it every year. It's like as as adults, we continue the tradition, would watch it, and would just joke about how unbelievably depressing it is like it's literally just one depressing <laughs> thing after another and at the end it's literally like i don't know you still broke but here's some mashed potatoes like it's, like, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's dude it's so cool it's it's one of the coolest things ever um that's kind of how i knew i got i'd become an adult when i realized how depressing charlie brown was or oh at least God, how depressed yeah. he was <laughs> it's fun too if you get there's like some blu-ray and dvd releases of emma otter where they have um outtakes like, well, they're in character with the yes. Muppets, and it's so much fun. It's like, it's pretty cool. All right, John. Last mm. question. Okay. The next film named The Blank House, what would you like the descriptor to be? Monkey. The Monkey House? <laughs> okay. I'm into it. Is that a movie already? Uh, no, there's. Oh, it's Brian Cox's, like, Cox's Monkey Jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jumanji esque. Sure, yeah. just looks like so contemplative. Got real close to the mic. I was also considering Monkey? Slug. I would also slug go house. Slug House. There's only one answer to this, John, and it's Fart. Fart House. Uh, the Fart House. No, I don't like part of that. It's a movie about. <laughs> A really pretentious critic named John Schnars and the artsy, artsy movies that he likes. And then Zing. And then he gets pulled into <laughs> then he gets pulled into a, a, a murder mystery where he has to like assist some kind of hard boiled 
let's call lady detective. We'll put a little, we'll put a little sexual tension in there. Snars. Mm, okay. Um, I'm in you, now. I think I got like a half a script here. So let's get, let's get <laughs> yes, It's almost there. <laughs> the fart house. You keep, John you keep workshopping it. Uh, John Schnars as but... John Schnars. <laughs> keep, you keep the name. You, can't, can't you laugh, Eric, but uh, Colleen says she already lives there. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. <sighs> John Schnars as Bucky Burns. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> It's got a whole fanfic. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm taking notes from my phone right now. The, like one in a series. I think. <laughs> <That's John. true. laughs> uh, What's the number for obsessed with John? Uh, I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I don't know. I am, what, I'm looking at the types right now. I don't know. No, don't look um, at the types. That's not what you want to do. Just sit down and take the test. No, you can. You got to pay for it, which is no, exactly no, what not. I thought. Uh-uh. Was I'll send case. you a link. You take the test, it's free. They give you the number and the basic description and you can pay for like a deeper reading of your results. You don't need to. I mean, I'm definitely, as soon as it was like, hey, pay. No, 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 no. Well, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. I'll put you guys in an email. I'll put you on a team Matilda so you can get the results. I got the rest of my week. There's like a helpful cartoon of all of them at a dinner party. Oh, that sounds fun. you can type yourself. I love it. Um... All right, John, I don't know what's happening next week. What I do know is that I am going to continue to just say, let's watch Monster Hunter because I'm done with 2021. In January. Yeah, Yeah. I'm done. I will say this movie, I was like one week away from being like, screw it. We're never covering new releases again. We're just going to review 80s horror movies every week because like the (laughs) mediocre stuff we've been, I'm like, I was done. And then this movie brought me back. So I'm back, baby. I know we've got John wants some antlers. Hopefully we can get some antlers in. Mm-hmm. There's lamb. We've got we've got some on the docket before Monster House. Mon- Monster Hunter. Huh, Monster Hunter. I'll do Monster it's, House. I I'll do Monster House. Let's <laughs> it's do it. Fucking monsters, whatever. Yeah. As we're looking at end of year, are there any little ones that like less seen ones that you all think we should be looking for? Well, yeah. I, I was going to ask you that question. I feel like. <laughs> Wait, I really know. liked uh, Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, the folk horror documentary. I'm counting that for my my list. It's really good. Yeah, you're, listen, you're gonna want to. You're gonna want to go to Amazon and type in "Bad Ben," <laughs> and you will find just the absolute worst series of found footage movies you've ever seen, and you will not be able to look away. Uh, again, Colleen would fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ghost Lab was kind of fun. That's Ghost on Lab? Netflix. It's 2021. I kind of want to see the super host now that Caitlin was talking about. <laughs> I like it. I, I try to pitch it for the show and Eric said no. <laughs> I have to say the sound of violence, which this is not a good advertisement for it, but it's the other James Jagger movie. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know what I think about it, but I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> but you know, it's not James Jagger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that part. <laughs> I was I was pretty in for this Woodlands Dark, uh, but it's three hours fourteen minutes long. Is that for real? Yeah, it's real long. I'm not watching. I'm not watching that. Nope. Yikes! It's really good. I I actually ordered from Severin Films. I ordered that, and then like it comes with it was like a box set with twenty folk horror movies. I'm Listen, really excited. If we pick it. that movie, I'm watching Monster Hunter that week, and I'm going to show up and discuss it, and just act like that's what we're doing. And you won't feel it. We won't. It's a duck. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just gonna be like, yeah, it was really cool. Mila Jovovich like had that weird spear thing and like threw it at that monster. I thought so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, we got like maybe two more shows in before the year ender, John. We're gonna see what we can fit in. We'll see if we can find antlers. Is the one thing that I'm like I would like to see before the end of the year. But um, other than that, check out that Patreon feed. Just grab your audio feed when you log into Patreon. You can plug it into. I use Pocket Casts. It goes in there nice. I'm pretty sure you can do it with. Uh, the only thing you can't do it on Spotify, really. Um, so yeah, check out check out our episode this week from 2014 on VHS Viral. And uh, yeah, other than that, I hope everybody's uh, enjoying their holiday season. Oh, that guy is. <laughs> Eric, that's that's every fucking New York City. Car in this. Hope, no time to like it. hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll talk to you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.